Balling so hard, I deserve an end one. Hey, it's Rob. I'm excited to announce the launch of my newest podcast, Leadership DNA, a podcast for those who aspire to be a better leader. From leading yourself to leading others, what is the blueprint for leadership and how can you improve those skills? Each week, Arturo Gomez and I will share stories, lessons learned, and nuggets of wisdom about what it takes to be a great leader. To get the party started, we dropped three episodes. Number one, start with why. The importance of knowing your why and how that fuels your leadership growth. Number two, leadership starts with taking care of number one. To lead others, you first need to lead yourself. And number three, styles of leadership. Great leaders are a blend of different leadership styles. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. I wanted to give you a taste of what Leadership DNA is about, so for today's podcast, I'm going to share one of those episodes. Episode number two, Leadership Starts with Taking Care of Number One. I chose this one because it is so relevant to everything going on right now. If you want to be successful in business, life, sports, or marketing, it starts with yourself. I'd love for you to let me know what you think, and if you dig it, subscribe to Leadership DNA. Enjoy. Welcome to Leadership DNA, a podcast for those who aspire to be a better leader. Alongside Arturo Gomez, I'm Rob Cressy. Arturo, I am super excited about today's episode. So am I, man. I, I'm excited about everything we're going to be doing on this, uh, on this podcast. Today's topic, leadership starts with taking care of number one and that means you. And this is something that I am incredibly passionate about because when I look at the maturation of myself as an entrepreneur, as a leader, and as a better person, it all comes down to one thing, myself and my ownership of everything going on in my world, including my personal development and that with my leadership. So I'm curious from you, why are you passionate about this topic? I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's something, it's probably one of the first concepts or things within leadership that was, that was uh, self-diagnosed or self-realized in terms of um, getting to the next level from a leadership standpoint really required uh, a self-management or a self-control at a really high level. Because it's, it, if, you, if you try to boil it down and try to understand this, that it becomes very difficult for you to take care of number two, number three, number four, number five, number six. Expand that concept if you can't take care of number one. And so number one being the vital catalyst to, to being able to support and energize and motivate all those others, you have to be very in control of yourself and that requires being able to lead lead yourself and so um that's something that again you know i, I kind of came to a realization many many years ago and so it drove me to try to become the best version or iteration of myself that i could possibly be and it's not that's not easy you know that's not an easy request we all have issues and we all uh, fall down once in a while but it's that, uh, it's that control and that dedication to being the best version of yourself that drives people to become better leaders. 
I love it. So what we're going to try and do is add some structure to our conversation so that we can make this very actionable. So what we're going to do first is talk about why is this important? And you actually just talked about it. You can't lead others if you're not first leading yourself. But more importantly, no one is going to do it for you. You've got to be able to put in the work and pay your dues. And I've actually got a great example of something that recently um, I did on my own was I took part in a year-long mental toughness program called the Live Hard program put on by Andy Frisella. And as part of it, there's a thing called 75 Hard, and then there's three other subsequent phases. And I remember when Andy first came out with the concept of 75 Hard, and it was uh, something where he said, listen, if you do this, it is going to make you the best version of yourself. And this is a small price for you to pay, 75 days. But the thing was, this was extremely hard. It was following a diet with no cheat meals and no alcohol, drinking a gallon of water a day, um, working out 45 minutes inside, 45 minutes outside, um, taking a progress picture, reading pages of a personal development book. And at the time, I was sitting on the beach in Sarasota, Florida, visiting my wife's parents. And... It was in May, and it was about to be summertime Chicago. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? This just isn't for me. I'm not interested in doing this because I like the Chicago lifestyle. I like street festivals. I like Cubs games. I like going out and having beers with my friends. And I started to create every excuse for why I didn't want to do this thing that claimed to make me the best version of myself. And then it was upon that realization that I said, wait a second. Are you telling me that I'm all in on my dreams as an entrepreneur? At the time, I was six years into this journey. And I was like, I'm all in on this journey. But this thing that says, if I do 75 days, it'll make me the best person I've ever been. It'll change me forever. How can I be willing to say to myself, I'm all in, but not willing to do this thing that guarantees my success? And it ended up becoming for that exact reason that I did not want to do it, that I did it because I saw a weakness in myself. And to become the best version of myself, I knew I had to put in the work myself. And one of the biggest things that I learned from this is you earn your confidence by paying your dues every single day and putting in the work. And that starts with number one, yourself. That's right. That's right. It's um, listen. The, the commitment, the commitment to leadership, and, and the commitment to yourself is there is no easy path. Okay, and so um, nothing is ever for free, and so we have to work uh, tirelessly to be able to uh, to be able to perform at those levels. And so you know, and, and it becomes I think for for a lot of us that have been in leadership positions, you know, throughout our our lives, it becomes. Um, a very addictive process. And so um, when you know that other people are counting on you to, to lead them, to drive them, to motivate them, um, for me, it's become a, 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 a drug per se. And it's, it's just something that kind of fuels me. And so it, but it does take extraordinary commitment. You have to be dedicated to being the best version of yourself all the time. So I'm curious, how are you dedicated to becoming the best version of yourself all the time? Because I think one of the biggest challenges 
in learning things. So you, you hear a concept and you're like, oh, become the best version of yourself every single day and show up. In theory, that sounds great, right? Except when the alarm clock goes off at 5 a.m. in the morning and then you're like, oh, do I really feel like being the best version of myself right now? Or would I prefer to hit snooze? How are you doing it? Yeah, I mean, you know, to kind of to the point you were, you were saying, it's, it, it, there is no uh, easy path and it's, um, it's, a, it's a difficult thing. And so that nobody's perfect, right? And so every day is, 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 a, is a challenge. But once you get into your groove, some of the things that I, that I focus on is, um, you know, organization. And that organization kind of transcends into my uh, professional life, but also into my personal life. So having structure to my day is something that's really important, whether it's getting up at a specific time, whether it's going to bed at a specific time, um, trying to fit all those things, personal and professional, into an organized uh, structure. I, I think organization to me also goes into uh, your space and the space around you. You can't be a disorganized person and lead people at high levels. It's very, very rare that you see somebody that, that, that doesn't have that organization in and around their life, right? Education, um, you know, we kind of talked about it in, in, in one of the previous um, podcasts, but it's, it, is, it is very important that people have an open mind and that are continually learning. And that learning process comes from uh, your, your kind of reassessment of how things are working in your own life, right? How things are happening in real time. It also comes from, from reading and pushing yourself to read other books and articles that, that uh, focus on self-improvement or leadership. Um, love is a big concept, you know, and I think the reason I say love, it's, it's, it's having first that, that crazy self-love, and I'm not saying in a narcissistic way, but I don't think that that's actually even a bad concept. You have to really care about yourself deeply to be able to push yourself to, to great levels. And then I think that you also have to have great love uh, for people and for humanity and for the idea and the concept of being altruistic and giving to other people. You know, health uh, is, you know, is one of probably one of the more uh, important things. Um, focusing on making sure that you are allowing this engine, this machine that we are to, to get all the things that it needs and whether it's sleep, whether it's food, whether it's exercise, uh, making sure that there's moderation in the things that you do. Obviously I like to have a drink once in a while. And so uh, making sure that we can put a little cap on that. Um, commitment, commitment is something that um, obviously kind of overlays all these things that we're talking about, but it's, it's having a strong dedication to this, to this concept of self-improvement. Um, and then, and then intensity, I think intensity is a, is a big, uh, is a big part of, uh, bringing energy, passion, fire uh, to uh, to the process because we all need motivation. And sometimes when you're dealing with yourself, uh, it's all head games, right? And so that intensity, you have to come and prepare yourself to bring that intensity, even if it's for yourself. And so, so those are some of the things kind of that stand out for me that that um, that I you know, try to drive my week's weekly schedule, my daily schedule as part of a criteria that I have to adhere to. 
I, I really like that. So the next part of the structure of how we're going to do this is first, we're going to tell you why it's important. And what Arturo just gave us right there is the how to do it or how to work on it. So I want to sort of unpack some of these things because I'm very much similarly aligned. And I think there's going to be one key thing or several key things that resonate over and over again throughout our podcast episodes. If you hear something that Arturo says that all of a sudden I affirm and I do for myself, that should be a little red flag for you. So if Arturo's doing something and I'm doing something and we know other leaders who are doing these things, you want to be able to audit success and notice patterns where you're like, huh, if these people that know what they're talking about or I aspire to be like, they do these certain things. If I'm not doing this, maybe I should take it upon myself to learn a little bit more about some of these things. So the first thing that you talked about, organization, how your day is going to unfold. You're right. There's an element of structure, but some people might say, oh, you know what? I'm not a real structure person. Here's how I would challenge you to think about this. Think of this as lifestyle design for yourself. If you're going to design your ideal life, what would your ideal day look like? And then you start to break that thing down to add a little bit more structure. So maybe you liked all of the things that Arturo talked about there. Cool. Maybe your structure is, I'm just going to have these five elements in my day. I'm going to make sure to get these accomplished. Not everybody has to be a task manager where you say, I get up at this time and I do this and that. It works for me and it works for Arturo, but it doesn't mean that that works for you. And I think Arturo, both you and I are both creative people as well. So there is an element of art that comes to this where we do like an absence of structure because it does feel good. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, I think the way that you're explaining it is it, it has to feel right uh, for you. Uh, it has to be in line with what you can accomplish. So you don't need to take, um, you know, we're giving suggestions here, right? But I think over over the years, uh, through through education and obviously through self exploration, these are the things that have really stood out as 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 necessary components. And so, however you organize yourself, you have to have the that component in there to um, to be a, a high achiever. Very much so. And I very much like to think of myself like a machine where, or a computer with a boot sequence that says, hey, for Rob to be the best computer, what do I need to do to make sure that I accomplish the things that I want? So the next thing that you talked about, which we are going to probably talk about at nauseum, education, always be learning. The simplest way to do that is reading or podcasts. And I remember back in the day, so when I'd quit my job, I went from making multiple six figures to making $0 overnight. And I started to audit the success habits of the most successful people. And you would hear the average CEO read 60 books a year. And I was like, crap, I'm reading zero. Think I might want to change this. So a lot of people are going to say, but Rob, I don't have time. I don't like reading. They're going to start to make the excuse for why this can't happen. So I'm like, all right, average CEO reads 60 books a year. I'm reading zero. If it's important enough. I'll make time to do it. Well, when is there always time to do it? In the morning. Because so often people let the day go by and then it's like seven o'clock and then you're like, hey, Rob, I got tickets to the Cubs game. You want to go? And you're like, sure, I'd love to go. Mm. Boom. Next thing you know, you've just gone without learning something. So I was like, if I need to level up and become a better leader, then I need to prioritize reading. So it is literally the very first thing that I do every day. I've read for 30 minutes a day for seven straight years. 
And it's something that's become part of my routine. So like we said, organization and structure, well, I knew that reading was important. So I wanted to make sure that every day was better than the day before. So how do you ensure that? By reading something, because by design, you are now smarter and you've learned something than you did yesterday. Yeah, it's, um, it doesn't need to be uh, super rigid. I mean, I, I think it's as easy as if you, if you enjoy reading the paper in the morning because you're, you're going to absorb uh, things that are happening across the world, across the nation, um, then that's fine. I think education to me is, is just is exactly what it, what it says, okay? You have to be focused on educating yourself. It doesn't mean that you have to read you know, 30 leadership books in a month. It, that's, not what I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about pushing yourself to constantly be educating yourself. Now, if in the process you're digesting and picking up some books that, are, that you are passionate about that have to do with uh, great stories about leadership, then you're going to pick up a lot. You're going to pick up a lot. So, but education is broad, force yourself to learn and learning can happen in a million different ways. Agreed. So you also talked about love and I believe this is probably going to be one of the more challenging ones. And it's kind of weird to say this. And right now uh, I'm doing every month, I create a new habit that I want to cultivate. And this month that habit is self-love. Well, why in the world am I doing that? Because as an entrepreneur who is at the top, who's leading himself, so often we create our own prisons for ourselves. We create these expectations that if I don't do something, then I feel some sort of way. So the overwhelming majority of pressure that I feel in my life is self-created. But why would I ever make myself feel some sort of way that is other than loving? So in order to help add more love to my life, I'm making it a conscious effort to be more intentional and aware about self-love. So every day I'm reading, uh, what is my monthly habit that I'm working on? Self-love. So what this does is the heightened awareness allows me to reactivate when times aren't exactly the most loving. And I'll actually give a great example that happened yesterday. So it was the day after Memorial Day, and most people have a case of the Mondays after a holiday. Well, it was 2.30 p.m., and I'd been extremely productive, and I had good effort all day. But then I just got that grinding feeling, and it just, like, stopped. And I didn't want to work on what I was working on at the moment. And all of a sudden, I started to feel bad about myself. So I sat there, and sometimes you self-audit the importance of the things that you're working on. Am I always doing the most important thing that I should be doing? And if I'm not, then I make myself feel bad about it. So I was like, wait a second, I'm feeling that thing right now. Time for me to practice some self-love. Mm -hmm. And the way that I overcame this, and this comes with practice, is step one is the recognition of it. All right, I'm aware of it. Step two is remove all of your expectations for what you think you need to accomplish and just take one action on anything. Because at the end of the day, move, making some progress on something is better than making no progress on, on nothing. And through that, I was able to double down on my self-love to allow me to still make some progress. And guess what ends up happening? Once you do one thing, congratulations, now you're starting to build momentum again. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's, um, you know, the concept of, of uh, self-love, uh, like I said, it's, it's as easy as, I mean, we're our own biggest critics. And so to the point that you were making, I mean, we, we often abuse ourselves mentally more so than any other. We afflict more damage 
than anybody else can really afflict. And you think about the head games and the things that we do. And so, but um, yeah, it's, it's just caring enough about yourself to push yourself and to do your best. And that's, that's, that's it. It's just do your best, give a hundred. And, and that's all that, that I think that, uh, that I would say that, that is, that is necessary as a starting, as a starting point, you know, and also, you know, it's all, it's also important to be able to share that uh, love uh, with others and externally. And so, um, you know, being emotionally stable and somebody that has a self-respect generally will lead you to be able to uh, give some of that to other people. And we've all met individuals that uh, were nasty for some uh, for some reason or another. And these are people that probably, in, in, in through some studies and through some questions and through some opportunities that I've had in life, I found that these are people that actually struggled with with themselves. They had real issues with coming to grips with who they were and where they were specifically in, in life. And so, again, it, it fundamentally starts with making sure that you have the ability to show and care for yourself in a loving way. And that traditionally transcends into being able to deliver that energy and that love to other people. And that's an extremely valuable thing. And I believe that's something that I'm very good at and I'm actually very conscious of. And I think too, one of the mantras that I say to myself when I meditate, I say, I'm doing this for myself and I'm doing this for others. So by me self-loving myself and taking the time, that's going to allow me to show up and be better to others. So now I'm that positive beacon in the world that's spreading good vibes and that's going to trickle down to others. So let's, let's go to the next thing you said, health. And this is a very simple one. You can't live an unhealthy lifestyle. And a simple way that I think about this is when you look at the people that you admire who are at the top of their game, what do they traditionally look like? And there's a certain thing that um, everything you do is a reflection of your brand. So health definitely needs to be one of it. Aside from the fact that when you look good, you feel good, you're more confident, you're going to radiate a certain way, and people are going to naturally gravitate towards you. So with it, you just want to live a healthier lifestyle. We don't need to hammer home how you do it. I just want you to be conscious of it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think it's for everybody it means something a little bit different. You know, there's, you know, when we talk about the 75 hard, I, I, I don't really have a desire to do that because it's, it's like, I'm, I'm a very healthy person. I live a very healthy lifestyle, but um, I think that there's also limits that I would go personally. And so, I mean, I, I think your commitment to doing that is amazing. And some people have been able to do those type of things and, and, triathletes and marathon runners and all that other stuff. So everybody knows what, what living a healthy lifestyle means for them. And I think it just means, you know, it, it me as long as you have uh, the ability to have clarity and the ability to have stamina and that you have, again, it, you know, that you, you living an unhealthy lifestyle will bring other bad things around. And so it's just, it's just generally having an idea of, of that energy level that you want to have as an individual and that you want to be able to deliver. And, and that requires, that requires health and stamina to do it. And with that, you talked about commitment. So we have to have a commitment to this. How do you show up every day to become the best version of yourself? It's first starting with a strong why, why do you want to do it? 
So for me, it was very simple. I'm all in on my dreams and I burn the boats. I'm not looking back. So when I wake up every single day, I'm purpose driven that yeah. my most valuable asset is time. So whether it's 5 a.m. or 10 p.m., I'm sitting there being like I'm building the world in my image. And that ends up becoming uh, both a blessing and a curse that a lot of high achievers have to deal with because where's our off switch when by design, we are always on. But that's actually why we're breaking down these different elements of leadership. So you know which buttons you can push. We can go forward and backwards because we don't want too much of any one thing to where all of a sudden you're just redlining on it. But you want to have this... Um, awareness to yourself of the different things that it takes to become a higher performer, the better version of yourself, and ultimately a better leader of you. That's right. You know, I think, again, commitment can mean a lot of different things, but the, the primary thing is, is the word is defined. You have to have that strong uh, dedication to yourself and to the, to the path that you want to follow. So for various people, it means a little bit different, but, um, I think it's, that's where it is. Arturo, let's get to the action item or the takeaway from this episode. Do you have one for the listener? Yeah, I think it's, um, again, it's that um, leadership and uh, living a life that is uh, more complete really starts with number one. And people, uh, people need to understand that they can participate in this at whatever stage or whatever level that they are in life because it's just, all it is is just a commitment to yourself. And that's it. I love it. And my action item is if you want to work on self-love, here's a very simple thing that you can do. I want you every day for the next seven days just to write the word self-love on a piece of paper. Why would you do that? Because now you have a simple awareness once a day for seven days, it's going to say self-love. If at any point during those days, you feel some sort of way that is other than self-loving, just go back to that, look at that, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, self-love, cool. And don't worry about the bad things. Just focus for one week on self-love. And then guess what? You get to rinse and repeat that as much as you want. And we would love to hear from you about this episode. Is there anything that really resonated with you or stood out? Arturo, where can everybody connect with you? Yeah, best places to, uh, to find me on LinkedIn, Arturo Gomez, LinkedIn. And you can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. Maybe that was money. Tell me that wasn't money.